Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode three. Tonight's topic, we're getting a little deeper into the topic of pleasure. Tonight's focus is self-pleasure. Welcome everyone. Before we jump into our episode, just want to say a quick word. I am not a sex therapist or a sex educator. I am simply someone who enjoys talking about all things sensuality, eroticism, uh, sexual pleasure, and sexual health. These are messy conversations about sex um, that are necessary in order for us to ensure that we are defining what pleasure means to us. Um, And as this is our first season, we welcome feedback, especially as it pushes us to be more inclusive. In the future, I hope to be able to provide you with a plethora of resources and to have guests on the show who are experts in these topics. We appreciate your patience with us in advance. We're going to start by defining self-pleasure. So oftentimes when people think about self-pleasure, they think of masturbating um, or using one's hands or other items to reach orgasm. But tonight, as we talk about self-pleasure, we're going to expand the definition and think of anything that gives uh, us pleasure. So our definition is giving pleasure to oneself through a variety of activities. One of the reasons I think that it's important to talk about self-pleasure is because uh, sometimes when we talk about the concept of pleasure in general, we can really focus in on um, sex, which is is uh, just one way that we experience pleasure in our life and often is also focused um, on our partner's pleasure. But there are a variety of ways that we can experience and give ourselves uh, pleasure and so that's what I want to talk about tonight. Um, I've been thinking a lot about the um, sacral chakra as it relates to the concept of self-pleasure. And so if you're someone that uh, practices chakras, the sacral chakra is, it lives in our like womb slash vagina slash genital area. And um, it is a chakra that houses our creativity. And um, one being that it is the part of our bodies that like can create new life and new energy. And so a lot of people believe that um, when we're in touch with our sacral chakra, when we're like masturbating, giving it pleasure, it can... um, induce things like creativity uh, into our lives. And I've been thinking a lot about the sacral chakra because I think as we become adults, we stop doing things like 
um, playing. And play is a huge part of our uh, like joy and happiness when we're children. And it helps us to practice things like imagination, curiosity, and creativity. And so I think that as we become older, uh, the focus of uh, sex becomes a lot bigger in our lives because it's one way of acceptable play for adults. And because we deem it to be acceptable and worthwhile, it literally creates new life. We um, allow more like space for it in our lives. And sex is great, um, but there are a lot of other activities that we can engage in, which can bring us joy and pleasure um, from the minute small ways in our life to the big things like sex and relationships. So we asked our online community um, to share some self-love tips or some things that just make them experience pleasure in their lives. And I'm going to read some of their responses now. So someone said dancing in the mirror. Um, Another person shared bubble baths with cake. Uh, a fresh haircut, fresh braids, moans induced by my hard labor. Interesting. I don't quite understand that, but that's okay. And then lastly, I write myself a love letter almost every day. Oh, that's so cute. Um, and yeah, definitely a way to experience more self-pleasure and joy in your relationship with yourself. So I also had a few things that I wanted to share that make me feel sexy. Um, So one, I said uh, my body. So uh, something I've been doing this year, and uh, actually I started this in 2019, and um, I've been taking a naked picture of myself every day. (laughs) And uh, I don't know, it just, it's really helped me to see my body in a very realistic way. um, And also to see how much it just like, changes every single day. And so um, it's allowed me to accept that like my body is temporary. It's always changing, but also um, just the like power and beauty of it without having to be made up or posed, et cetera. So um, that's definitely something that has been making me feel sexy. Um, Another thing that makes me feel sexy is taking care of myself. So um, I've been trying to like uh, not just rest, but really like give myself time to restore my energy. So embracing some days, like if I need to be in bed all day, because that's what I need, that's okay. Um, If I need to like take half a day to deep condition my hair, like just all those rituals around like taking care of myself um, has been making me feel really good and sexy in my skin. Um, Another thing that's made me feel really sexy in the past is celibacy. Um, And so just like practicing sexual discipline um, and giving myself time to just be in my own body um, and experience all the different ways that it experiences pleasure um, and that I can like give it pleasure without it being sexual. Um, and the last thing that I have that makes me feel sexy on the complete opposite end of celibacy is masturbation. Um, I, when I'm not practicing celibacy, I try to masturbate 
every day or every other day. And I just find that it helps me to like focus, be present. And also like, I know my, I know my triggers better than anyone. So like I can tell people what I like and what gives me pleasure, like in a intimate sexual way as well. Um, so we're going to jump deeper into those last two. We're going to talk more in depth about celibacy and masturbation. So our first, uh, deep dive for (laughs) tonight, that sounds so nasty. Our first deep dive for tonight. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And you better keep this too. (laughs) Our first deep dive for tonight is on uh, celibacy. So um, I have tried celibacy a few different times in the past. Um, And in my experience, celibacy is such a wonderful um, teacher. Um, But I have also practiced different types of celibacy. And so we're going to talk about what some of those are. And I'll share some of my experience. But here is the definition to get us kicked off. So celibacy is a voluntary vow of sexual abstinence. In some cases, it can also be a promise to remain unmarried, like if you're like a priest or something like that and giving your life to God. Um, And then celibacy, one thing to note about celibacy is that it looks different for each person and that there's no single way to practice it. So you may decide to take a vow of celibacy and that means like no sexual contact whatsoever, not with, not you and yourself, not with you and other people. And so you're like not engaging at all. You may also take a vow of celibacy where you still, um, masturbate and like make out with people, but maybe you're just focusing on not having like penetrative sex. Um, there's a whole bunch of different ways that you can practice celibacy. Um, and then another thing that is important to note is that, Some people abstain from all sexual activity while others engage in things like outer course. So I kind of talked a little bit about this, but like you might decide that um, you are going to not uh, have penetrative sex or that you are going to not have contact with other people. And so um, within the limits of your celibacy, you might still be able to like masturbate um, or things like that. But again, a choice that is up to you as you are choosing your celibacy path. Um, another thing I think that people, when they hear the word celibacy might think of is religion because, um, I don't know, I grew up, uh, Christian. And when I was in church, uh, taking a vow of celibacy was like a really serious thing that we did when I was in church. So I always associated it with, um, religion, but, uh, there are a number of different reasons why people might decide to be celibate. It might include religion or just things like personal growth, overcoming trauma, things like that. Um, the first vow of celibacy that I took, I think when I, I did it when I was about 15 years old. And at the time I was in church and, um, we were learning in my little youth group, like what it would mean to be like a good wife when I was like 15. And, uh, there was like some passage that was about chastity and we were encouraged to like, 
take a vow of celibacy in front of like this group. So there was a lot of pressure around doing it and I decided to do it and I took it very seriously and I, I did abstain um, from sex until, <laughs> well, that's a story for another day. We'll talk about when I lost my virginity another day, but um, I did abstain from having sex for at least two ish years. Um, and then I realized it was all a sham and I was a big dirty whore. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But I decided not to be celibate anymore. Um, again, story for another day. So uh, that first vow of celibacy, I think, was almost like kind of uh, traumatic in a sense because it taught me at the time, especially that there were that there was like guilt and shame and um, like you know these things around purity that were associated with sex that if I didn't abstain from having it, like I would be a lesser wife or a less good partner to someone in the future. Um, and it took me a really long time to unlearn that. And I think that when I went to college and like, I was on a whole other spectrum of like engaging in hypersexuality, um, as a means of like, finding liberation through sex. And so the next time that I took a vow of celibacy, it was because I was just having a lot of sex with a lot of people. And I found myself saying yes way more than I think I wanted to because I thought that like dissociating from the emotions of sex would make me feel sexually liberated. But it just um, got to a point where I just didn't feel good about having sex with people. And I was like ending up in relationships with people that were based on sex versus like us really getting to know each other. So the next time I took a vow of celibacy, um, it was my, I think I was a senior in college and I just decided that I just wanted to like still date people, but just see what it was like to wait to have sex with them. And... <laughs> That vow of celibacy was also really interesting because it taught me that a lot of people that I was saying yes to, like right off the bat, were actually people that I did not want to engage in any further conversations with. And in fact, when I forced myself to like actually sit down with them and like pick their brains and talk to them, I found that I really didn't like them at all. <laughs> But like, these are people that I might have had sex with if I was, yeah, it was a mess. So um, I think that that definitely taught me like discernment and paying very close attention to the intimate space that you like share with people, because regardless of whether or not you like want to be with them like you're exchanging energy and that energy can be brought into your life. And I think that that vow of celibacy was probably like the most peaceful I've been or I was in my um, early 20s. So I was uh, really grateful for it. Um, since then, I've done other vows of celibacy, but we'll save those for another podcast. Let's continue. So, um, I wanted to talk about some of the benefits of celibacy um, that I learned from the different times that I have tried it in the past. So one, I think womb healing is really important, just like 
you know, taking a second to like reconnect with your sacral chakra without other people's energy permeating it, without stagnant energy, like living down there and just really being able to um, allow your um, sacral chakra to heal through like solitude and stillness. Um, it, I, like I said, I think that gave me a lot of peace in my experience. Um, I also think one of the benefits I experienced was deepening my connection to my sensual self. So once I took, um, sex off the table, I kind of was able to be awakened to my sensuality. And I realized that there was a lot of like, I really enjoy flirting and being cute and like being a baby girl doing all that kinds of stuff. Right. But it doesn't mean that I necessarily like want to have sex with people. It's just like one of the ways that I communicate, um, that can be like sensual and that other people might confuse with sexuality, but it doesn't have to like live in that way. Um, and so, yeah, reconnecting with that, like just innate sensuality has been really, um, beautiful and healing for me. And then the last benefit I would say is just like saving a lot of fucking energy, bro. Cause people will fucking suck your energy if you're not careful and you may think that you're just having sex with someone or it's just for shits and giggles and then all of a sudden you crying and you don't know what happened and you're not like making art anymore this is getting personal but anyway just say just saving energy because you don't have time for it and you realize a lot of things you entertain don't deserve the time that you give them and uh you're able to practice more of that when you start talking to people again so yeah i also wanted to talk to some of my friends um who are either deep in a celibacy journey right now or who have tried it in the past. And um, here are some of the things that they said. So they said reconnecting with yourself, um, manifesting a goal or a partner. Yo, that shit is real because that second time that I told y'all about when I was celibate <clears throat> for six months, it was like I was also trying to disconnect from an ex-boyfriend that I had been with for a long time. And um, I wasn't even trying to manifest a partner. I was just trying to ma manifest him being out of my life. And as soon as I moved, like I moved six months after I did my celibacy like journey and I met my husband like right after that, that was my next partner was my husband. So yes to manifesting a goal and or a partner. That's cute. Um, someone else said healing from sexual or emotional trauma. Um, and that resonates with me as well. Uh, connecting or reconnecting to a partner. I think this is interesting, too, because one of my vows um, of celibacy that I've taken ha was actually like with my um, husband and we like, d we did a little celibacy thing together. That was only a few weeks long, but we found ourselves like kissing more and touching each other's naughty parts more just because we weren't able to like, you know, we had this rule of not having sex with each other and it actually gave a lot of, uh, novelty to the relationship. So that's, yeah. And then lastly, someone, one of my friends said getting through a breakup which ooh some people will tell you the best way to get over a man or a woman is to get under another and i don't know about that i think 
sometimes the best way to do it is just to not fuck with nobody until you feel like you want to. <laughs> so I rock with that. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you all for sharing your celibacy journey and your tips with us. Um, I think as I said, celibacy is something that can cultivate a lot of self-pleasure by um, limiting the amount of sexual pleasure focus we have and allowing us the space to focus on other types of pleasure. So if you give it a try, let us know. The next thing that we're going to talk about is masturbation. It is one of my most favorite topics to talk about, and I'm so excited. Um also just want to say that I think it's so cute that so many of you on Instagram like DM me when you buy a new sex toy. You're just like in the sex store and you're like, oh, who would love to see this new dildo that I got? Lynn, I'm going to send it to her. And I love it. I do. I do love to see them. So feel free to keep on sending. Um, But I wanted to do a little segment on um, sex toys as we think about masturbation because as you get into your vows of celibacy, you might find yourself a little tempted and that's okay. Or, you know, just like in thinking about how important sexual pleasure is, like I think it's really important for women in particular to know that like we are the owners (laughs) of our clitoris and we like can be the best understanders of like what they need and masturbation can help us to get in touch with her and then to help other people understand how to touch her so that we can get more pleasure when we're having sex with people. Um, I always tell people that scientists did not discover the clit until like 1950 something. And so we have a lot of making up to do for our ancestors. So please, girl, get that nut. Um, so as we think about sex toys, um, there's a few, okay, so there's a few things to consider when you are finding the right sex toy for you. The first thing that I would consider is whether you prefer clitoral stimulation or penetration. Um, and as you answer that question, if you are Um, someone who enjoys clitoral stimulation. We actually asked people online and the majority of women who responded, I think it was like 78% of women said they prefer clitoral stimulation over penetration. And if you're a man listening, please pay attention because honey, we need you to touch the clit during foreplay. (laughs) But um, this is not for you. This is for the lady. So back to if you enjoy clitoral stimulation, which 78% of women online said that they do, um, then you are going to look for a toy that either suctions or vibrates. Um, If you prefer suctioning, um, some recommendations I have are the clit vibrator. um, And then there is also uh, this toy called the womanizer, where you can um, turn the suction up to different speeds um, and different levels of pressure and make yourself squirt. I don't know. (laughs) That's what happened to me. Um, If you are someone who enjoys vibrating, there are a plethora of toys to you, for you to use. So you might try, um, I always, so I think a good place to start 
this might be controversial for some, but I think a good place to start is with a bullet because a bullet is just like standard. It's super chill. And if you're new to masturbating, like you can put it on your clit and not be too, too surprised with how much you like it. Um, and it also has like different speeds as well. I think the bullet is a good place to start. If you're like an experienced masturbator, then um, you might want to try one of them like big ass toys that has the like, it looks like a massager almost because then you can make it vibrate like all over the surface area of your clit and still control like the pressure and speed. That's just my recommendation. Um, there is also toys. We'll come back to that actually. Um, let's talk about for those that like penetration. So if you're into penetration, there's three things that you want to think about when you're choosing the right toy for you. Um, the first is whether you prefer length or girth. Um, so if you prefer length, you're probably gonna want to like choose a longer dildo versus like if you prefer girth, you might try things like the eggs, um, or like other, uh, vibrators that are just a little thicker in the shaft. Um, then you want to think about material. Um, and the last thing, well, not the last thing, but something else I would take into consideration is like the features. So, um, do you want it like something again, that changes speed? Are you looking for something that you can like stick onto the wall that you can like ride? Um, or do you want something that has like a variety of, uh, stimulators? So you could choose like a rabbit, which has the, the clitoral stimulation and the penetration, or you could look at, um, someone just sent me the triple rabbit, which also has like an anal piece attached to it. So lots of toys for you. I'm going to talk about three of my favorite toys. So. The first one is your fingers. <laughs> I think um, the fingers are often like an underrated toy, but I will tell you like some of my best orgasms happen from just simply using my fingers because you have to like, you know, you got to like put in a little bit of work for it and it takes a little bit longer. So for me, the orgasms are just better. Um, I talked about the bullet. I still <laughs> use a bullet. It's the thing that I travel with. <laughs> when I'm going to the airport and I don't want the guys in TSA to be like, wow, that's a big ass dick. I just stick my little bullet in there and we all good. It does what it needs to do. Um, and I recently got this toy called Tracy's dog, which I would give a five star review to on Amazon. Um, it has a suction on one end and then it has like a like a egg-ish shaped insert on the other. So you put it inside you and you put it on your clit and it vibrates on the clit and it also vibrates on the inserted part as well. And you can, um, there's two different buttons so you can control like different speeds. When I tell you <laughs> that within the first like three minutes of using this toy, I squirted everywhere the very first time. I highly recommend it. You have to try it. <laughs> Tell them I sent you. Um, looking for a sponsor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, so um, 
we asked people online what their thoughts were. So we asked them um, about like if they prefer clitoral or penetration. And I misquoted myself before because it says 92% of people said they prefer clitoral stimulation versus 8% said penetration. Um, we also asked people if they prefer suction or vibrate. 35% said suction and the other 65% have not tried the suction yet. So they don't know it's better than vibrate. I'm just going to call it. And then um, we asked people if they prefer length or girth. 22% said length and 78% said girth, um, which I just think in life I should have everything I want. So I'm going to say both. <laughs> Um, and then the last question I asked people was if they have ever bought a sex toy, um, for their partner and 51% of people said that they have, and 49% of people said that they should do it. Um, so yeah, your sexual exploration, your self-pleasure, like doesn't end when you get with a partner, the more you like try out different toys and different um, sensations, the more able you are to like communicate your preferences to others. So, um, run out today and buy your big dildo and let us know how you enjoy it. <laughs> the end. <laughs> All right, guys, we've come to my favorite time, uh, Pillow Talk with Lynn. We have a few folks who called in to tell us a little bit. We're going to start with um, our first person who's going to share uh, some self-pleasure tips on toys with us. Lynn, first of all, congratulations on the Adult Happy Hour podcast. I am so happy to see Adult Happy Hour grow from a weekly story segment on Instagram into this new venture of yours. And I am so excited to listen to the magic you create with this podcast. Now let's talk sex toys. Everyone who knows me knows I am obsessed with sex toys, and as an indulgent masturbator, one of my favorites is the Electric Eel Double Penetration Rabbit Vibrator. Basically, what this is, is a triple stimulating sex toy. The insertable shaft rotates while hitting the G-spot. That's right, I said it rotates. In fact, the shaft rotates at three speeds all of which is under my control. As for the vibrating anal beaded tail, it is formed from seven delectably pleasurable beads, each increasing in size along the length of it. And honestly, what is a rabbit without some rabbit ears? This toy makes sure to leave my clit satisfied, what with its clitoral stimulator shaped as a rabbit, ears and all. I absolutely love stimulating my clit, so I am a huge fan of how silky smooth this part is. It glides with ease against my clit, and again power is placed in my hands with the decision as to what vibration mode to use. There are seven vibration modes to satisfy anyone's appetite, whether they want a little teasing sensation or a more powerful touch. Combine all these parts together and you literally have the key to heaven and hell in your hands. 
With all its different modes of rotation and vibration, I am always left drip, drip, dripping. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so what was that? The triple stimulating rabbit, bitch? I'm about to go buy that shit right now. <laughs> all right. Um... And next, we're going to hear from someone who has some other thoughts to share on self-pleasure. Hey, Lynn. Congratulations on your long-awaited podcast. I'm Anastasia calling you in from the very cold New Zealand to talk about my pussy, or rather how I please it. And it's strange that I chose that topic because um, self-pleasure in all aspects of my life, not just masturbation, has always been something that's been uncomfortable to me. I found it easier to please other people. I found it more natural to please others. And then I realized, oh, it all comes back to that guilt, that guilt that I adopted when I was a child. So releasing that guilt and understanding that there's a balance in the universe and we all need to gain something as well as give something. And it's the only way things work. And if you continue to give, you can't really, you can't really do anything, not just not grow or move on in life. You're stuck because you're depleted and you're tired. So that's why, and I know that's probably wasn't as sexual as you'd liked it to be, but that's why um, self-pleasure has been so important in my life. If anyone's wondering, crystal dildos are the best. So thank you all. And I can't wait to hear more of your podcast, Lynn. Um, we also had some people write in to share with us. So someone said, okay, so I'm not celibate per se. I'm just in a space where I'm learning and exploring myself sexually. And it has been quite the experience. I honestly feel like I've reached a sexual freedom in myself that I've never been able to reach with anyone before. It honestly set the bar extremely high now, which I'm excited about to explore with someone else because baby, once you learn the pressure points, it's over. <laughs> I love that. Um, another person wrote in to share about celibacy. And so she says, um, <clears throat> my celibacy began as a cleanse to purify my spirit after being with a toxic partner. Then after feeling clear of him, it became empowerment over my temple. Then after feeling empowered and disciplined, AKA was dating and wouldn't sleep with men, I started working on my album. So I so it turned into maintaining focus. Now that my project is done and I've started dating again, honestly, I haven't found anyone worthy of disrupting my peace. I'm so peaceful now. I almost just want to Devon Franklin it up until I find a husband at this point. LOL. <laughs> Cute. Okay. Um, someone else wrote in to... 
to respond to, um, oh, our sex toy discussion. So this person said, oh, thank you. They said, you did a fantastic job. Those are all the questions I ask people when they come in. What do you want it to do outside, inside? Do you want it to vibrate, suck, etc.? I just want the person to really get in touch with what they like. Same for a man, because he also has different options. I caution people about, about the black market for sex toys, so I love companies that offer warranties with their toys. I love silicone toys because it's the it's the safest and it's great to have a water-based lube and a great antibacterial toy cleaner to make sure everything stays good down there. Ooh, that's important. I'm glad that you reminded us to make sure we clean our toys um, and to make sure that we're being mindful of the materials that they, uh, that we're using. Um, Everything stays good down there. And one of my new faves. I know everyone has been talking about the rose, but there is one on the market that made that is made in Germany that is a hands-free suction vibration toy. Oh shit. <laughs> what will you do with your hands while the toy is sucking? Oh my god. So dirty. Thanks for writing in, sis. <laughs> um, adds to Amazon cart. No kidding. And then finally, oh, someone else wrote in to respond to um, our sex toy conversation. And they said, I definitely also would recommend the strapless strap for queer couples. I love it. You can literally feel her on top of you and both of you have that penetration. It can get extremely passionate and sensual, intense. Ooh, I love that. Having a toy for you that also can uh, function as a toy for when you're with someone else. Love it. Thank you guys so much for sharing. All right. As we close out this episode, I think the thing that's most like heavy on my mind is just thinking about our ability to explicitly name the things that bring us pleasure and not just sexually, but um, the whole spectrum of pleasures that we experience in our life. So whether that is cooking yourself a really nice meal and sitting down with the TV off and just enjoying being by yourself, or whether that is um, masturbating in the bathroom at work to give yourself some relief before you got to go back to that fuck ass job. Um, whatever gives you pleasure, just making sure that you can name it and you can bring more of that into, um, your life. I think I'm also, um, I guess I'm thinking about celibacy a little bit too. It's been a, it's been a little minute since I did my last like stint, of celibacy. And I just learned so much every time that I have engaged with it. So I'm kind of thinking about like, hmm, if I were to set some intentional um, celibacy in my life right now, like what could that do for me emotionally um, and spiritually? And uh, the last thing that I'm thinking about is uh, buying some of these sex toys that everyone suggested. <laughs> Not even joking. I already have one of them in my Amazon cart. So I'm going to go do that. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you guys coming back every week. Um, if you enjoyed our episode, which we hope you did, please take the time to um, like it on wherever you stream your podcast, share it with your people, um, drop us a line 
on Instagram or otherwise to let us know um, what parts of it you enjoyed so we can continue to give you more of that. And we will see you next week for episode number four. Before we go, want to give a few shout outs. First off, shout out to our sponsor, Fly Culture. Fly Culture is a platform for creatives securing dope spaces for hard conversation and liberation. Shout out to Rihanna Simone, our engineer, editor, and producer, and my sister in creativity. Last but not least, our theme song, Natural Phenomenon, also produced by Rihanna Simone, featuring the incredible voice of Tim Brielle. You can listen to the full track wherever you listen to your music. Um, and if you want to find, follow, and support us, you can find links to our email, website, and Instagram in the description for our episode. Thank you so much.